welcome to this special podcast from Guymere Baptist Church in Sydney, Australia. My name is Jodine, Associate Pastor at GBC, and through this moment we join together to celebrate the life of Joan Ely, who passed away peacefully on the 30th of August 2020 in Venezuela. Joan was the first missionary sent out from Guymere Baptist Church in 1966 and spent over 50 years in Venezuela. Her experience is vast, her passion is infectious, and her legacy lives on in the hearts of the people she inspired and impacted throughout her life. This recording is from a live interview at GBC on the 18th of October 2008 with missions pastor at the time, Paul Summers. I love Joan's enthusiasm for 100 plastic chairs she received and her 125cc motorbike. Please enjoy this interview and may Joan's story inspire you to your next faithful step wherever you are on your journey of faith. One of our family is home. All the way back from Venezuela, we have Joan Ely with us, who's going to be sharing this morning. Why don't you welcome Joan to the stage? Come. Did you know, this is a bit of a did you know, that Joan came to this church in 19... We'll use that mic over there, Joan. In 1966 for support. As a young, wet-behind-the-ears missionary, she has been in the field for 49 years in Venezuela. 49 years. I think that is an amazing contribution to the kingdom of God, but what I think is even more encouraging is how God has used Joan in Venezuela. Her ministry has been quite extensive, from planting churches to outreach ministries to camp ministries to counselling to deliverance ministries. Joan, it is so good to have you back with us. Thank you. How are you going? Wonderfully, thank you. You are? I don't believe there could be a happier person on earth than what I am. Oh, praise God for that. (laughs) Joan, uh, how's the family going? I know last time you were here, your elderly dad and uh, up in Queensland. Just tell us, how's your family going? Dad has turned a hundred. And at his party, he sang, Happy Birthday to Me. <laughs> and he was delighted to get a letter from the Queen because he was born in England. Wow. And he's, he's getting slowed down now. <laughs> Unlike you, Joan. <laughs> but he's, he's not accepted the Lord yet. But the Lord told us to stop praying for him and to only believe. So we are just saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you. He is going to believe in you. Thank you. The prayer has changed the praise. Amen. And my twin sister, 20 20 minutes younger than I, her health... Her health is very much shattered. She's in an old people's home, in care, nursing care, and she just can't wait till I get there. The letter that I wrote giving the details of my arrival didn't arrive. And I rang her when I arrived on, on Thursday, and my voice was so clear, and she said, Where are you? I said, I'm at the WEC headquarters in Sydney. She said, You're in Australia. Oh, she just started to laugh. She said, the only thing I knew was that you were arriving in Queensland on the 24th. (laughs) So she's just longing to see me and to have me beside her for this time. But, Joan, you're looking very well. I'm feeling it. Praise the Lord. 
Yeah, and back in Venezuela, you received our gift during May Mission Month. Oh, that was just marvellous. I've even got a photo, if you could only see them, of the hundred beautiful plastic chairs for our camp ministry. <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful blessing. Praise the Lord and thank you so much. Oh, Joan, that's very special. And Joan, tell us a little bit about um, your village that you live in, in Venezuela. Our village had seven houses when I arrived there in the year beginning of 61 after studying Spanish. It now has 24 houses. It was very, very primitive when I went there. Just, well, everything was just primitive, mud, dirt, (laughs) smoke. (laughs) But now things have really looked up. And the Lord has blessed and is blessing that village, tremendously blessing it. That little village now with 24 houses, which is not on any map, has 30 motorbikes, including mine. (laughs) What kind of motorbike is it, Joan? (laughs) Yamaha, 125cc. (laughs) And it has 17 vehicles. Most of them are big trucks. That includes my Jeep too, praise the Lord. And two, two mechanic shops. They're, they're tremendous mechanics. People come with their vehicles from all over the place, smash to pieces, all sorts of jobs. And those mechanics have not spent one day studying mechanics. And they do an excellent job. Their, their goal is perfection and they're honest. And we're, we're just seeing blessings all around. They're, the Lord has put a fence around the village of Guaidi. He has taken it for himself. There are no witches in Guaidi. There are no idol worshippers in Guaidi. There are no images around on the walls. There are no pubs, no selling of strong drink. It's tremendous. Not all are Christians, but the biggest part are. And we're, we're just protected there. Well, how are we protected? With so many blessings from the Lord. Through spiritual warfare. Because the Bible says the thief does not come. The good devil does not come but to steal, to kill and to destroy. And we have done, been doing spiritual warfare and he's not been able to steal nor kill nor, nor destroy. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Jane. So I heard that you're a bit of a celebrity though. You've made the news and the media. Because Venezuela is quite a violent nation. It is. It's one of the most violent nations on earth. And I hear you've uh, made the newspapers and the media. <laughs> Tell us a bit about that little well, celebrity. I was invited to a certain church in Carora, and the father of the pastor, they have a pair of pastors, pastor and his wife, and the father is a, a, new, a, new, a writer, professional writer. So when I'd been there, he got my book and took it to one of the, the heads of the newspaper, Carora newspaper. And next thing, my story comes out to double page in the newspaper with a photo that they'd taken from God's Bromby and so on. It was just amazing. I couldn't believe it. And then a couple of weeks later, people say to me, I saw you over TV. I said, I've never been in a TV studio in Venezuela. I don't like them. (laughs) And there it was. Well, I found out what I did not know before. These naughty little cell phones... That they put on you and all you see is a little red light. I didn't take any notice of it. And they were filming me. 
and they put the message and the whole works over TV. Well, if that's what the Lord wants, praise God. And now the, the, the news of the Guaidi village is spreading so much in the camp that the University of Central and Western Venezuela are wanting a consultation with Daniel the pastor and with myself. So it's so, so hard to get him and me there together. I wrote out my, my interview <laughs> under the direction of the Lord. Five pages which cover 50 years, 10 years to a page, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's well abbreviated. <laughs> and one day he'll be coming to our village and, and he'll get my interview plus uh, a copy of God's Brumby and that is going to go to the university and from there, well, only the Lord knows but I say, Lord, it is yours you do with it what you like as long as you get all the praise and glory that's very special, Joan. You've been um, obviously sharing in Venezuela for nearly 50 years, and I know Venezuela runs through your veins. I know it you sure dearly does. love this country. Yeah. What are some of your recent ministry experiences that you could share with us? You shared a little bit about the spiritual warfare, yeah. but there's no witches in your village. That's very, mm-hmm. co- that's very foreign for us, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> so can you share a little bit about your ministry experiences for us? Well, the camp ministry, our, our last camp in August, it was the best we've ever, ever had. It was down in numbers because we had to raise the, the camp fees because everything's soaring. But the blessings of the Lord were such as we had never seen before. My pastor, Malani, way over in eastern Venezuela, a thousand kilometers over, she's got tremendous gifts of wonderful, a wonderful saint of God. And two weeks before the camp, she rang me and she said, We're coming over, there'll be close on 40 of us going over by bus to the camp. And she said, we are taking over the camp. Like her cheek, Drew? It would sound like it. But I said, praise God. Because one knows Marlene. She's got such an intimate walk with the Lord, she hears his voice. And she says, Lord... How do you want the camp to be run? What do you want us to do? What do you want us to teach? Training their teachers and everything for the young people, their children and so on. And the Lord speaks to her. And as he is giving her the instructions, she's got her paper and, and byron, she's writing it down, writing down. And when he's finished giving her all the instructions, exactly as he wants, she shares it with her, her team, and they get to work. They work two weeks, will hardly sleep, and to get everything done. And the blessings come from heaven itself, because the instructions have come from the heart of the Lord. And we saw lives blessed out in that camp as we've never seen seen them before. From the testimonies, every class, excepting the tiny little tots, had testimonies, a a number giving testimonies, some of them crying, broken down because of what the Lord had done in their lives. Others with a smile from from cheek to cheek because of the wonderful things the Lord had done and how he had met with them. And so Marlene says, next year is going to be even better still, praise God. (laughs) So that gives you a bit of an idea of the camp ministry. And the white guy me a Baptist chairs were in wonderful use and blessing. Ah, 
That's very good, Joan. Joan, um, today we're looking at a new series, How Great Is Our God? And we're focusing on that God is still great, even though we may go through hard times. Mm -hmm. I guess in 50 years you've gone through some pretty tough times on the field. Yes. Uh, How have you clung hold to that God is still on his throne, that he's still great, even in hard times? Keep my eyes on Jesus. It's easy to look at the problems and the heartaches, but on keeping my eyes upon Jesus, there is the solution. There is a victory, and he has brought me right through and brought the situations through on top. Praise God. It's wonderful, marvellous. And doing spiritual warfare also, you see, the Lord Jesus Christ has come to destroy the works of the devil. He knows it, but he doesn't want us to know it. And when we know it and apply his His destruction to him, hmm, he's, he's really put down, you know. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, with the authority that he has given us over all power of the evil one, from Satan on his throne, on his uh, headquarters, down to the smallest demon, we've got authority. And so you are under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has put you under our feet. Your works are destroyed. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we destroy all your tactics, all your plans, all your networks, all your, I don't know what, because I don't know the words in English, but, (laughs) 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 but they're all all destroyed. They're undone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All your plans to, to create sickness, they're all broken in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, there are physical sicknesses and there are uh, sicknesses by demons. And when someone tells me of their sickness and their condition, I say to them, I hope you have demons in your body and that those sicknesses are caused by demons because the solution is real, real easy. You just get the demons out and they take their sickness with them and the person is healed. And it's just so common to work like that. It's marvellous. I couldn't take up time telling you the stories, but it's fabulous. If the sickness is physical, it stays. The demons will only take with them their works. And it's it's thrilling what the Lord is doing. Thrilling. It's exciting because he is a great God. Amen. And, you know, this question you haven't asked me. That's okay. (laughs) You can interview yourself, Joan. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> like for the newspaper. <laughs> you know, it's only because our God is so great that I'm still out there on the field. Because the missions jubilate what you say, retire. Retire the missionaries at 65. So I've gone 11 years over, over retiring age. And well do I remember when I came here to Gaimir on a furlough after being on the field a few years and I was called to a special meeting with the deacons and the pastor. They wanted to know my plans about retirement so that they could get everything organised. I said, retirement, the Lord has called me to lifetime service. Praise God. So those plans all fell to the ground. (laughs) And so the mission is reconciled, from what I understand, to leave me out there until the end. Either to when the Lord comes or to when I go to glory. And so plans have to be made for going to glory, you know, for, for, for my death. So I'm in a funeral set up. And
and um, my gravesite is already chosen in a little corner of the campgrounds and a brother has got special permission by the law to cart my body wherever I should pass on to glory right to the camp. And someone said to me, which direction would you like to face (laughs) when you're buried? I'd never thought of that. (laughs) And straight away, like a flash, I said, I want to face Australia. (laughs) Australia has given me my origin. Australia has given me my wonderful parents. Three years of schooling, primary schooling in the the country. Ten years of working shoulder to shoulder with my father on the farm, which was wonderful missionary training. The Bible college training. They, and being introduced and accepted by WEC. Being adopted by my wonderful Gaimia church, which has stood with me through thick and through thin through these 49 years. The Lord has blessed me with my people. There are still some alive who have written to me and said, since you went out in the year 59, I have not missed a day praying for you. And so I want to be facing Australia. I owe so much to Australia. I love Australia. I've got such a big family in Christ, a little family through the blood, but a big family in Christ, and I love you all, and I love Australia. Why don't you thank Joan this morning. Thank you, Joan. Thank you very much. You don't have a seat. Hearing Joan this morning has been a privilege, but it's reminded me the very heart of God. God loves the nations, and God loves every single person in every single nation. And God raises up his children to serve him. You know, what I'm also reminded is that you and I, we may not go to Venezuela and serve the Lord. We might, but we may not as well. But that doesn't take away from the fact that you and I, as followers of Jesus, we are God's missionaries as well, here in Australia, in our own backyard. God has entrusted us with the gospel, the gospel story. And this is our time in history to share the gospel, as Joan has shared the gospel in Venezuela. This is our time in history. And I guess as I listen to Joan, there's a couple of questions that I'm challenged with. Does my heart, does our heart break for the nations as God does? Do we ache for the lost as God does? And I'm really challenged with what are we doing with this gospel story? How are we making Christ known in our own backyard with the people that we connect with on a daily basis? They're the challenges that we're left with that should cause us to think through and spur one another on as we are missionaries too in God's service until the end like Joan is as well. It's been a wonderful opportunity to hear from you, Joan. Thank you so much. In the closing of her book, God's Brumby, Joan says, When my Heavenly Father called me, it wasn't to part-time, but to lifetime service. And her life is a testament to that. Joan quotes a verse from the Bible in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 24, which is a fitting tribute to why she did what she did and who she did it for. And it says this, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, 
so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of grace of God. On behalf of Gymere Baptist Church, we give thanks to God for the life and service of Joan Ely. Please keep Joan's story going around the world and share this podcast with those who knew Joan or friends and family that would appreciate it. For further information or if you would like to join our GBC faith community for online services, go to our website at guymerebaptist.org.au. Thanks for listening and we hope to connect with you again soon.